I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I am your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM on your radio dial. That's right, each and every weekday, 4 to 6. Also, the TuneIn Radio app, the iHeartRadio app, our digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere. We're on the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com and also EricAsher.com. Check us out on our social media platforms where we post, again, a copy of this program, our podcast each and every day. Also, a copy of our television show each and every week. And, of course, again, great conversation. Um, always try to give you some good information there as well. And, of course, we also promote our great sponsors on our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on X, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, and, of course, we're on threads now as well. The podcast of this program can be found everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher, and you'll find that pretty easily. Uh, don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. We actually taped that program today. Sean Vazan of Fox 8 Sports is my guest. That'll be, uh, again, air on Thursday at 1 o'clock on WLAE-TV, also on the WLAE-TV uh, YouTube channel. And then here come the rebroadcast. Set your DVR, and you'll never miss the program. 6 p.m. on LAE every Thursday night, 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLAE-TV 2. Friday night, statewide, Pelican Sports Television, uh, 10 o'clock on WLAE-TV. Friday, uh, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at EricAsher.com, always on the WLETV YouTube channel, and always on our social media platforms as well. All right, we've got a, got a really good show for you today. Actually, Sean Vazan will join us in a couple minutes, right at about uh, 4.35, and uh, we'll talk Saints with him, Pels, etc. Christopher Dotson of Clutch Points will join us at uh, 5.15. Uh, remember, he was the guy that told us that Kyra Lewis was going to get moved uh, for cash considerations to get under the luxury tax threshold. He was also the first in this market, to, again, to write an article about the expiring contracts of, of Jonas Valanciunas and Najee Marshall and how they could be on the trading block. February 8th is the trading deadline for the NBA. And uh, now we're starting to hear more and more um, noise out there that the Pelicans are going to be very aggressive at the trading deadline, which means they could move off of, of Valanciunas a uh, Najee Marshall. Uh, there have been talks about Herb Jones, maybe uh, the possibility of um, uh, of some other players maybe being in the mix there. Um, you know, uh, I, and I said it before, I'm not trading Trey, uh, Trey Murphy. I'm not trading Herb Jones. Uh, I, I'd rather not trade Dyson Daniels if I don't have to, and I'm not trading uh, uh, Jordan Hawkins on top of the big three. So, you know, I'd rather not trade Valanciunas, but I understand that the NBA business of, again, expiring contracts and not getting something for the player, okay, whether it's draft picks or, again, players in return. Najee Marshall, as was mentioned by Christopher Dotson on this program about a week and a half ago, he's going to, uh, to command more money than maybe the Pelicans are willing to give him. We had a monologue on that yesterday, right, where we talked about, again, where's this team going to be? Are they going to be a luxury tax payer or a luxury tax recipient? Are they going to do what's necessary to be able to try to win a championship, which is add another piece uh, and is that going to what is that going to cost them? Is that going to cost them some of their young young up and coming depth? So again, we'll talk to Christopher Dotson about that, and of course we'll talk about LSU with Brian Lazar of TigerBait.com. Brian back on the program today. That'll happen at 5:35 this afternoon, uh, right after Christopher Dotson at 5:15. And of course a lot going on with LSU. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Again, uh, looks like the offensive coordinator position or uh, has been uh, solidified now. Uh, I really like what LSU has done in the offseason with their coaches. I, re I just really do. I think the defense is going to have one, a very, very quality coaching staff. 
and, and I understand again the the and even though I don't like the word continuity anymore, I understand the word, the reason for continuity on offense, and we'll get into that in just a moment. Uh, I want to remind everybody about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, it doesn't matter where you live in the metropolitan area, my friends at Burkhardt can be there for you. Whether it's your air conditioning system that, again, needs – I actually got, an e, uh, got a text from Burkhardt today. Time for me to be able to have my, my air conditioning uh, system inspected and cleaned. Um, that's, what the kind of, that's the kind of service you get from Burkhardt. Uh, they're going to give me some dates. I'm going to let them know what date is good for me. They're going to come by, and it's going to be painless. Uh, you know, they'll jump on the attic, they'll do a proper cleaning there. They'll, uh, they'll inspect and clean outside, make sure everything's working well. So, again, when we get into the dog days of summer, I don't have to worry about the A.C. Uh, going on the blink. Why? Because Burkhardt is maintaining my air conditioning system for me. Heating system, if you have issues with your heating system, especially with the cold uh, weather we've had, and I'm sure we'll have another cold blast uh, before before it's all over with, call my friends at Burkhardt. Whether it's a gas heater that needs to be inspected and cleaned, or, again, just your heating system that needs to be repaired, or, again, you need a new heating system, my friends at Burkhardt can take care of that for you. Of course, electrical uh, work now being done for Bur- by Burkhardt, having electricians, certified electricians on staff, and, of course, when it comes to generator sales and service, there's no one better. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating offer you Generac generators, uh, single-day installs when they, uh, again, they do their best to do that, but also maintenance service, uh, as well as, again, uh, the best in the business when it comes to installation and, and also maintenance of, of your generator system. It's your one-stop shop. It's Burkhardt. It's acpromise.com. It's acpromise.com, a company I've trusted for decades. That's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. Promise.com. All right, Pels are taking on Utah tonight in the Smoothie King Center. Uh, I've said it before, this is a defining month, uh, January, a very tough schedule. Uh, when you talk about uh, uh, Utah tonight, Friday night, Oklahoma City at home, and then they start that Mardi Gras road trip at Milwaukee, at Boston, at Houston. You say, well, at Houston. Well, Houston's had, had the Pelicans number, okay? you That young team has had the Pelicans number. So, I mean, again, this is going to be a tough stretch for them. As I mentioned, this is the beginning of, of, of the year when we came back from the Christmas holidays. That Again, the January was going to be a month where we'd find out whether they're contenders or pretenders. And, yes, I know it's early in the season, but you have to start being able to, again, um, uh, solidify yourself as a top four team in the West. Um, right now they're in the fifth, they're in fifth place. Um, again, 25-18. Uh, and 18. Uh, there are five and a half games out of first place, uh, and, and of course, uh, three games out of fourth place. We'll see again how this plays out uh, with the Pels, uh, especially now with again on on what's going to happen with David Griffin. Is he going to be aggressive? Is he going to go out there and get that athletic big? Um, you know, and, uh, you know who's on the block at this point. And look, uh, the only thing again as I said as we open, man, I, I just would not like to see this team lose. Uh, again, some young and up-and-coming players, uh, you know, li- li- like a, uh, a Herb Jones or, again, um, uh, Trey Murphy. Uh, you-, you talk about, you know, Dyson Daniels, I think, has a tremendous upside, okay? I just do. Um, so, I mean, again, you start looking at um, at the Pelicans and-, and how they drafted lately. And, again, they drafted fairly well, right? Uh, you-, you like the upside of, of Hawkins. Uh, uh, you like the fact that Trey Murphy, when healthy, is not just one of the better uh, three-point shooters, but again, he has the athleticism to get be able to get to the basket. Um, Dyson Daniels is a defensive stopper, uh, and and I think a guy that 
Uh, I said before, I would move C.J. McCollum to the six-man position, and I would put Dyson Daniels in the starting lineup along with Herb Jones at guard and, and go with, again, a more of a lockdown type um, uh, type starting five. Now, again, C.J. McCollum's been in the league a long time. Does he want to come off the bench? That's the question there. But, again, that's what Dyson Daniels gives you. He's going to get better on the offensive end the longer he plays and the more minutes he gets and, and the more confident he gets. So, you know, you got some young players here that you just don't want to see go. Now, you know, Najee Marshall may be a guy you have to part with. Uh, Valanciunas may be a guy that you end up have to part with if you, if you ultimately want to, want to be able to bring in an athletic big that can make you better. Uh, is that what you're looking for? Or are you looking for another superstar? Are you looking for another guy to come in to be the alpha for this team? Because right now, still today, there is no alpha. I mean, I guess the closest thing you got to an alpha is the guy coming off the bench, and that's Larry Nance Jr. We've talked about it in the past. To me, again, he is, if, 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 if Herb Jones is your glue guy, the irreplaceable guy on that team right now is Larry Nance because of what he does for you. The only really athletic big you have, a guy that can, can be, uh, again, uh, a mainstay for you when, you when you go small and you want to switch. Uh, and, of course, he's rebounding and scoring and doing all the little things, not to mention, again, he's the most vocal player on, on the roster. You know, calling out uh, switches, letting folks know what's going on in the court, you know, holding his player, holding his teammates accountable. Can you have an alpha as one of your backups? I think it's hard. But, again, the personalities of, again, Ingram and Williamson and McCollum don't lend that. Those guys are, uh, again, especially guys like McCollum, he's a quiet leader. So we'll see. I think it's going to be very interesting to see over the next two weeks with the Pelicans. I like the standing pat, but I can see, again, the, um, the argument for going out there and making a move and, and trying to be able, again, to get to the point where maybe you're one of the top three teams in the West, whoever that player may be. So we'll see, again, how that works out with, with the Pelicans. Uh, but um, there have been some issues. Down the stretch, clutch play. And, you know, as, as Sean and I talked about on, on the TV show, we'll probably talk about it today, you look at Denver, you look at the Clippers, you look at Phoenix, and you look at those big three, and you look at those three teams that you're going to have to match up with in the playoffs to be able to advance. Are they better right now than those three teams with their big three? And I'll say no, not right now. Can they be? Well, the more time they're on the court together and, the, and their roles are more defined, maybe we'll find that out. Maybe it is, it is a maybe it's a, we're at the point now where this team has to be able to make a move. But again, are they willing to go over the luxury tax threshold this year? By next year, I don't think they're going to have a choice. But are they willing to do it this year and make that push, make that run, especially when healthy? Because this team has been stake bitten when it comes to injuries. This is one of the few years we could say, man, this team's been healthy, and I'm and I'm, I I got to knock on some real wood here because I. You know, I don't want to throw the whammy on him. But, I mean, come on. Ingram's been playing. Zion's been on the court. You know, when you lose a player, again, you've been able to fill in with, again, a deep, a very deep uh, core right now, uh, especially coming off the bench. So, we'll see. I think they're uh, – look, I think they have a chance because of the type of basketball they're playing, okay? I think anytime you play unselfish basketball where, again, you're willing to give up, again – a good shot for a great shot. You're willing to pass the ball a couple multiple times. You're willing to get into the paint, which is what they do with Valanciunas. I think you, I think you got a good chance to win. When again, your defense, you're playing strong defense, and it's creating offense. It's getting the pace up. I think all that works in the Pelicans' favor. Health has been the main issue, 
But now they've got to start defining their roles more. There's got to be individuals that are going to step up here. I think Brandon Ingram's done a great job at the point forward position, and he's only getting better. And I like the fact that, again, when you look at C.J. McCollum, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, those guys are willing passers. They're, giving, they're, they're setting the example by giving up their shot and deferring to, again, a guy that may have a better shot. We didn't see that in the past. It was like, okay, I've got to get mine. It's my turn. Okay, um, you know, Brandon, here, you got the ball. You go ahead and make a move. Okay, Zion, we're coming down this time. It's your time to make a move. CJ, you take the outside shot. It's not like that anymore. Who is the best, the, again, the best shot available is what they're taking. That's winning basketball. And they, they are a good defending team. They can use help on the boards. If there's an Achilles heel for this team right now, I believe it's on the boards. I just do. Just think again, they don't send enough guys to the boards on the offensive-defensive end. You know, it's either Valanchunas or that's it. Okay, it's either Larry Nance or that's it. You know, sometimes you'll see Herb Jones going. When they're playing their best is when they gang rebound. So does that mean they have to bring someone in that can get that done for them? They can be a shot blocker, doesn't need the basketball to be effective, but also can score around the rim when necessary. Maybe doesn't have the three-point shot that a Valanchunas has, but is much more athletic and can get, can get up and down the court, especially when you're playing at a high pace. We shall see. Are they willing to add a, new, a, a superstar, another superstar, another, another star to this team? Or is there too many if you add a fourth? Again, we shall see. The eighth is just right around the corner in terms of, again, the, uh, the trading deadline. Uh, really good news, I think, for LSU. Uh, they, have, uh, they have promoted Joe Sloan and, uh, and Hankton uh, to the co-offensive coordinator positions. Um, and I think that really works out well. You look at what Sloan was able to do with Jason, with, with Jaden Daniels last year, and again how that that kid, from his first year at LSU, to his to his his final year at LSU, grew leaps and bounds as a passer, as a again as a well-rounded quarterback. Um, and, and I think that when you look at Blair Underwood coming in, the five-star from 2025, when we understand. Sloan was really, again, intricate, an intricate part of the recruiting of that, of that kid. So, again, obviously, again, he's got an inroads when it comes to quarterbacks. He's going to be the play caller. Uh, but him and Hankton will share the offensive coordinator duties. Um, you look at what Hankton has been able to do with the wide receiver position and how much better the wide receivers have gotten um, uh, you know, un- under his uh, tutelage. So you're holding on to both guys. Both guys are really good recruiters. Both guys, again, have, again, with their, their position groups, you've seen players get better under those, under those, uh, those coaches. It says a lot to that. It says a lot to, again, the parents who are sending their kids to a school to say, okay, can you develop my son? Can you get my son ready for the NFL? Okay, and you could look at the quarterback position under Sloan, and you could look at the wide receiver position under Hankton and say, yes. These guys can get, can get their players, their position groups, to the next level. They get better under, the, under those coaches. Now, coordinator, a whole different, uh, different ball of wax here. But remember, Brian Kelly said this at a press conference earlier this season, where he said that even though Denbrock is getting a lot of the credit, okay, a lot of the credit for, for the offense and, and how prolific the offense was, the most prolific offense uh, in, in, in college football, okay, you know, maybe since again the uh, the 2019 LSU Tigers under Joe Burrow. Well, it's he said it was a it was a collective effort. It was a collaborative effort, 
and, and, and Sloan and Hankton had a lot to do with that as much as Denbrock did. So staying in-house there, I think, again, uh, is, is a strong and a good move uh, for the, on the part of, uh, of LSU. And then you add Blake Baker as, as your defensive coordinator. You bring in Davis and Peoples, two of the top, again, line coaches in, the, in, in all of college football. And by the way, all three of those guys I just mentioned are outstanding recruiters. You bring back Corey Raymond, who another is another outstanding recruiter. Uh, again, to uh, uh, that, that's going to that's going to be part of this um, uh, this defensive staff, and of course has the reputation for not just being a great recruiter, but a guy that has done a good job with the cornerbacks. Um, and you you look at this defensive um, coaching staff now, and you got to be excited if you're an LSU fan. So again, we'll see how this ultimately works out. Because, again, you never know from year to year. But LSU's got some work to do when it comes to, again, the, 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 uh, uh, the second portal that will open up in the spring. I mean, I really believe they've got to upgrade the defensive line. They need linebackers. Uh, also, again, uh, obviously, again, defensive back, especially at the corner position. Uh, we're going to have Brian Lazaro on at 535 from Tiger Bait. One of the reasons why I'm bringing him on because I never bring Tiger Bait correspondents or correspondents from the same uh, a publication on a back-to-back day. I had Mike yesterday, Mike Scarborough. But one of the reasons why is uh, it was Brian Lazar who's been talking about the possibility of this team going to a 3-4. And, and again, if that happens, that means Perkins becomes more of your rush linebacker, right? Which is exactly what you want him to be. So we'll talk about that at 535, but things are looking up for LSU. But again, the transfer portal in, in the spring is going to be critical for this team to be able to fill holes. No other way around it. Critical for this team to fill holes. Look what Tulane's done so far in terms of, again, now what, three five-stars and a four-star that they've been able to get in the portal uh, and how they've upgraded their roster. Now, look, they lost, as, as again, if you watch the interview with Summerall and, um, and Fletcher Mackle on Game On this week, he talked about the fact that, again, look, I lost some really, some really good players that I wanted to keep, but I couldn't keep them, but they have been very, very aggressive in the portal. And I think we're going to see a different Tulane uh, you know, again, it's I think we'll see a little different offense. I think we'll see a, definitely a different defense coming up again with Tulane this year. And you got to like what, again, is how Summerall's hit the ground running here. They want to mention about the Saints before we go to Sean Vazana, Fox 8 Sports. The, the, again, the, the, there's a projection out there right now in terms of compensatory picks. Uh, the Saints are, are projected to receive two compensatory picks in this upcoming draft. Now, again, that depends on, again, what they, what they sign in free agency. Okay, because remember, they've done this in the past and they've lost compensatory picks because they went out and signed a player, i.e. Andy Dalton, a couple of years ago, right? Didn't care about the compensatory picks, moved those to the wayside, ended up losing, I think, a third-round compensatory pick because they ended up signing Dalton. But they would just would have held out and waited till again, after the draft, those compensatory picks could have came and helped this team. They didn't do it. Uh, they're expected to, re- to, again, receive a fourth and a fifth-round compensatory pick uh, in, in this year's draft based on, again, what they do in free agency. So Saints have added another couple picks to the mix. They needed them desperately, okay? I said it before, third, fourth, fifth round, man, that's the meat of your draft, man. That's where you, that's where you get cheap labor, but that's where, again, you get guys that you can develop and can be the core of your team in their second contract. And this is where the Saints have really stubbed their toe because they don't have enough money in a lot of cases because of the way they manage the cap. Again, to, you, to take in their, their, their veterans 
and um, and taking their, their their base salary, turning into a signing or a signing or now an option bonus, right? Kicking the can down the road, and then there's not enough money to be able to sign again guys that are going into their second contract. That is a flaw within this organization. But with that said, you've got to be able to get, have those second, third, fourth, fifth round picks hitting, even in some cases sixth round picks hitting. Okay. Um, those are especially third, fourth, and fifth round. That's the core of your team. Your first and second round pictures should be starters. I haven't seen that with the New Orleans Saints. They should first and second round picks should be starting for you, again in their first year. Third, fourth, fifth round picks by the second year they should be again an integral part of your team. Sixth and seventh round picks by the by, by again the second or third year, again they're, they're on your special teams. And again, they're guys that you can count on as backups. Saints again their draft. Um, the way they approach the draft has been flawed. And it's one of the reasons why we're seeing them in the den of mediocrity right now. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. I want to remind everybody about my friends over at New Orleans Tuxedos. I mean, look, it's Mardi Gras time in the city, baby. Been a lot of parades this weekend. A lot of folks have been going to balls, Mardi Gras balls, Carnation balls. Maybe you see you're going to get a, a, a ticket dropped in your life for one of the great extravaganzas, one of the great balls that come after the parades. If you do, and you need a tuxedo, you need to go to New Orleans Tuxedo, where, again, you can get a complete classic tux for any, in any vest and tie combination for $99. That's right, $99. It's the lowest price in town, bar none. 60 to to $100 less than what you're going to get at the other local shops, the national shops, or online. And then you're getting customer service, okay? Uh, alterations done on site. Uh, all the latest styles and color combinations. Also, a full-dress tail for 129 bucks. Ray also, Ray Boudreaux of New Orleans Tuxedo, also has a large selection of suits. Again, uh, again, if you're looking to be able to be dressed in a suit rather than a tux, he's got you covered, man. Again, somebody drops a ticket in your lap, last-minute rentals, no problem. Planning a wedding for your son or daughter, allow Ray Boudreaux and the, and the folks at New Orleans Tuxedo to work with your wedding planner or you to get you exactly what you're looking for in terms of style and color combinations for that wedding party. Go local. Go with a company that's doing it, done it since 1963. Lowest minute, last minute rentals, no problem. Alterations done on site. The best price in town. The best, uh, and of course, keep your money local. Get the right color, the right fit, and the right price for your next formal event at New Orleans Tuxedos. 4959 West Napoleon, 4865309. That's 4865309. New Orleans Tuxedos since 1963. Sean Vazan of Fox State Sports is next. I'm Eric Asher. Stick around. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus a voice for you to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Shop the closeout event at Lowe's. Get up to 35% off select major appliances. Plus, save an extra $100 when you spend $999 or more on all major appliances. Valid 1424 to 124.24. Selection varies by location while supplies last. See Lowe's.com for details. 28 minutes on the Crescent City Connection. Lafayette to the I-10 merge. It's a 20-minute delay, and those HOV lanes eastbound are taking about 18 minutes. Eastbound I-10, Kenner to downtown, 31 minutes, a 17-minute delay. Slow between Carrollton and the Claiborne flyover. Westbound 610 New Orleans East to Metairie. It's an 11-minute ride and a 7-minute delay there. Westbound I-10 Esplanade through the Claiborne flyover. We're seeing it slow. Read to the flyover is taking about 15 minutes. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. 
On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Don't forget about my friends over at Dave Miette Insurance, independent insurance agency since 1958, searching over 50 companies to get you the right price when it comes to auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies. Serving the entire metropolitan area, East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and the River Parishes where the company was born. If you're looking for a company, an insurance agent that's got your back, uh, that, again, not just taking your premiums, but if you need help, you pick up the phone, you call, they're there for you. Again, great advice. We'll help you, again, if you have to have to deal with that claim. Work with you every step of the way, as they've done with me. If you're not getting that type of service from your insurance agent, try mine. Again, uh, Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop uh, shop when it comes to insurance. And, of course, again, you can call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S-A-N-C.com. Looking for a company you can trust. Looking for a company that's got your back when it comes to insurance? It's Dave Mian Insurance. That's 504-556-0809 or D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S-A-N-C.com. All right. Joining us in the program now, my good friend Sean Vazan of Fox 8 Sports. Again, also with us uh, on Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Sean, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? 
Doing great. Thanks to thanks for joining us as always. Double dipping with us this week before we get started. Tell everybody about your award-winning blog. We will be an award-winning podcast and all the great programming over at Fox 8. Yeah. Uh, tonight we have a Fox 8 Overtime show at 1030. On Thursday we have the final bet at 1030. And then on Sunday we have the final play at 1035 as well. My podcast, the Fox 8 Overtime podcast. You should have you know, subscribed like, share, all that good stuff wherever you get your podcast. We have them up every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So we have one up right now. We'll have another one up tomorrow. And then my blog, the after, well, actually, change the name on that. Fazan's Five Takes. Uh, it's on uh, FoxStateLive.com right. and the Final Play app. Fazan Five Takes from now on. There you go. Got it. That's Dad's going to change the name of his, Fazan on Sports. We're getting all kind of changes in the Fazan family mm. on the titles of, of their uh, blogs or, uh, or in our podcast. Hey, so let's start with LSU and the, and the announcement today that, uh, again, Joe Sloan and Hankton will become co-coordinators. Your thoughts? Uh, not at all surprising. Um, I've I just heard nothing but great things about both those guys, Sloan in particular because of his hands-on work with the quarterbacks and also um, his, his, his approach in recruiting seems to have paid off when you talk about who they've been able to get on the recruiting trail, uh, not just with Jaden as a transfer, and, uh, and, uh, but also – uh, Hurley, and then obviously uh, the number one player, Bryce Underwood, come for the class of 2025. And then, look, he got kind of that, that opportunity in the bowl game presented itself to, to call plays, um, and uh, they were able to make that sort of uh, transition work quite well. And it was the reason they won the game, because they, they took over that game offensively, as they have uh, in most of their victories uh, for the season for LSU. So I, I thought it was a no-brainer pick. I thought they were – both guys have, have earned that opportunity. Um, I think it kind of keeps that seamless transition going uh, in an offense that really was clicking on all cylinders this year. And uh, I think it ultimately ended up being the best move for LSU. Uh, I, I, I'd say the same. Uh, I, I like, although, again, continuity has become a bad word down here in South Louisiana, right? I do like the continuity with, of, of, of bringing it back. And I was talking about this in my monologue as we opened up. You look at, at the position groups in which they were in charge of. They got Those players got better. Uh, you look at their, their ability to be able to recruit. Both guys are, are, are outstanding recruiters. Cortez Hankton, obviously a guy from, from St. Aug, a New Orleans guy. Um, you look at what they've been able to do when, when, in terms of being able to get their guys to the league, okay, what, what Sloan was able to do with Jaden Daniels, what um, Hank has been able to do with the wide receivers. I, I think it's a no-brainer. And, of course, again, you've got some recruits in 2025 that are counting on those guys being there as well, right? Absolutely. And you look at, you know, the quarterback play, but make no mistake, I mean, I, I saw, uh, was it PFF, who I, I go back and forth with in terms of with their grades, but in this case, uh, it struck my eye. It caught my eye. Uh, the highest graded wide receiver group LSU in, in PFF's history. Uh, the way those guys play, like, you really watched. I mean, the way that, that the, the synergy and the chemistry between uh, them and Jaden Daniels is a big reason why Jaden Daniels won the Heisman. I mean, he was fantastic. Jake, but make no mistake about it, uh, they had, he had some some dogs at receiver. I'm talking in a positive way. I mean, those guys knew how to play, and then two of those guys are going to be first round picks this year. So, yeah, I think ultimately, yeah, I mean, you look at how much better. Uh, the offense as a whole got from the system, the, the, the schematics and, and everything else. But look at individual positions, and, and this is not just the coordinators, but all, all over the place, the O-line, the tight ends. I mean, it all got better uh, in 2023, so they keep the train moving, and I think it's important. Yeah. Uh, as, as do I. And, of course, uh, again, I love what they did on the defensive side of the ball. Why don't you take it from there? Again, the, the defensive assistants, the coordinator, I, I think they've, they've got a nice group there as well. 
Well, look, I, I give Ryan Kelly credit. He made the tough decision. Had to happen. I mean that 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 defense was so bad. It was such a. It, it, they took such a step uh, back. And look, I think everyone understood the secondary was going to be a problem, given uh, what they had to go to to get just to fill a roster in the secondary. But I mean, look, Wisconsin is not known as a uh, fast, explosive offense, and when they are getting uh, they're winning 50-50 balls over LSU DBs. That's a problem, and that's just a problem. I watched it firsthand in that bowl game, and obviously that's the last impression that you get uh, of that defensive staff. They had to do it, uh, and they turned to a couple guys with familiarity to Baton Rouge that had success. Corey Raymond, look, DBU godfather, and obviously DBU, LSU needs to get back to DBU. I mean, look, there are certain ways you can lose at LSU. You can't lose with a bad secondary just because there's just too many of them around here. Right? There's too many DBs top-of-the-line DBs for college football right in your backyard. You just you cannot you cannot have that as your biggest vulnerability. And when Blake Baker was here, as I said on your TV show, mm-hmm. I, I can recall the story of the Senior Bowl back in 2020 or 2021 when he came out and was Damone Clark, and I asked Damone Clark, I said, what was the big difference between 2020 and 21 for you? He, the first thing he said was Baker. And then I saw Coach O a couple hours later. I said, what was the big difference between Damone Clark from last year to this year? He goes, Blake Baker. So he's a well-respected guy. Uh, his position group gets better, and um, now he gets the opportunity to call plays for LSU. And look, it ain't going to take much, Eric, I mean, it, it, to, to be better than what you were a season ago. And I think they could be better than just better than they were a season ago. So uh, I think it really is a uh, clicking on all cylinders in terms of recruiting trail, coaching staff, and as they get closer and closer here to spring football. As big as, big as it gets in women's basketball on Thursday night up in Baton Rouge with number one South Carolina visiting number nine LSU, uh, trying LSU trying to avenge last year's uh, uh, loss to South Carolina. Uh, give me your thoughts on on, on this game. Uh, again, obviously big for both programs. It'll be national television. Uh, game day is going to be at LSU. It's going to be a huge night on Thursday night. Yeah, it's funny because we talked about this on our show today um, here at Fox Eight. You know, this game last year was a lot of hype, but I mean LSU got humbled. I mean LSU, it was and it was one of those where we were all kind of like, all right, they've been playing really well, but maybe they're just a little ahead of schedule. And this was more of a reality check. And I know a lot of us kind of thought, all right, well they can rebound from this and play better. They'll be a tournament team, but I don't know if this team is, is quite the national title team yet. Lo and behold, they get hot at the right time. They make their run through the NC two A tournament, and it all rose leading back to the LSU South Carolina rematch, but. You know, South Carolina didn't make it to the final game, obviously, with Iowa there, and LSU is able to run away uh, with the with the national title. I think this year's version of the LSU basketball team, combined with uh, some of the changes at South Carolina, they're much more equipped to handle this game at home with some experience. Now, look, South Carolina's got some size. they got some physicality. Yeah. That's the way they play. Um, yes. So it's an interesting matchup, maybe a little different stylistically than it was last year. But um, at home, PMAC, college game day, why not? I mean, if not now, win for LSU women's basketball. For the Tulane fans out there, just give me your take on how how Summerall's hit the ground running. I mean, just incredible recruiting, what he's done in the transfer portal and, and his additions to his coaching staff as well. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure you can get a, a, a more of an immediate first impression of a home run higher than John Summerall. What's he been here, a month? I mean, look what he's done in the portal. Look what he's done with his coaching staff. I mean, I mean look, five-star guys choosing Tulane in the transfer portal is incredible. Uh, for this uh, for this university, and you know a lot of people worried, you know, and rightfully so. Willie Fritz, the best coach in Tulane history, and he's gone. So who do you hire to, to replace him? Uh, and the guy they've hired to replace him has made uh, tremendous progress. Just a couple months or a couple weeks on the job, uh, it's been fantastic to see. Now it's a long way to go. Uh, they still got to win when it counts, but 
you couldn't ask for a better start for a new coaching staff to uh, Alpha Tulane, considering what you lost just a couple of months ago. Yeah, I agree. Um, Sean, um, talk, talk a little about uh, the the Saints and, and what you think is going to happen with the offensive coordinator position. Well, uh, they're in the interview process right now, um, casting a wide net in terms of the candidates. Um, I saw Ronald Curry uh, got an interview, in-house interview today. I'm, I'm assuming that's in-house. I mean, he's, he's on the staff. Um, sure. You had Clint Kubiak and uh, Brian Greasy were uh, the other two guys that, uh, that interviewed uh, reportedly this week, combined with the names of Dan Pitcher, um, uh, Zach Robinson, and Gerard Johnson. So there is a theme there outside of Ronald Curry. It's uh, A lot of those guys are young, uh, relatively speaking, from the coaching ranks. Uh, most of those guys, most of those guys would be first-time play callers, but I think the most important trait they come from the Shanahan and McVay tree. And I, when you have that many guys from that lineage, I think they're telling you without telling you what their at least preferences at the moment. Now it could change, certainly could change. And look, there's always the Gruden factor kind of lurking in the background, and I, and I am not going to discount that right now. I'm not because um, until they name an offensive coordinator and until uh, he's somewhere else, I think that's certainly a possibility, but. I do think uh, the Saints have certainly made it known the type of coordinator that they've been looking at in terms of stylistically, schematically, and the tree they come from. It's four of the six or five of the seven, whatever it is, come from one tree. I, I think that's telling you something. You and I discussed this on the TV show. When you're looking for a coordinator, how much, again, does Derek Scott skill set have to do with, again, the guy that you're going to choose as the guy that's going to um, to run the system and his system that's going to be installed? Well, of course, it's the number one thing for any coordinator. They want to know who they're working with. They want to know what the skill set is of that, of that quarterback and what can this quarterback do. You know, Derek Carr has been in that West Coast-style system. A lot's on the quarterback. There's a lot of verbiage. There's a lot of... Uh, you know, at the line of scrimmage, what he has to do. You know, the the the, the Shanahan McVay scheme is is much more on the play caller to design and, and kind of scheme up type plays. It's much more quarterback friendly from a standpoint that not everything is uh, is based off of uh, uh, I guess what you the, the quarter making the quarterback making the decision at the line of scrimmage in terms of what you have to do in terms of play calling and that sort of thing. And I think, look, maybe the organization is saying, hey, maybe Carr to get a, to better output of everybody. Uh, offense and defense, uh, the total team, it's better if we put Carr in a little bit more of a quarterback-friendly system uh, that a lot of guys have flourished in despite not being quite as talented as Carr uh, and see what they can do. And I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that thinking because looking around the league, they seem to be thriving, the quarterbacks that run that system. So, yeah, I think that it's all going to have to – offensive coordinator and quarterback are going to have to mesh uh, because – Look, every OC candidate getting a play-calling opportunity wants to know who his quarterback is. It's the most important component of what he has to do. Do you think this, this, that they'll make this pick before they get to the Senior Bowl next week? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm having a hard time kind of getting a true read on the timeline of when it's going to actually happen. Um, I've been asked that a bunch. I, I would think, realistically, by the Super Bowl, they would at least have a mm-hmm. hone in on a few candidates to where they would make a decision at that point. Because at some point, you got to get your guy in, and then free agency starts, and the pre-draft process starts. You got to get in and you know and get to work uh, because this, these are crucial months up ahead. I know they're going to be pretty patient in the hiring. They weren't going to hire somebody right off the bat, which makes sense. You want to you know get a look at a lot of player, a lot of coaches. But I don't know. Senior Bowl is next week. I, mm-hmm. That might be quick. 
Um, but I would think, and this is a total just educated guess on my part. It's sure. not anything in terms of uh, what I heard from sources or anything. I would think by around the Super Bowl at the latest, you would like to have your guy in place. Pelicans again um, uh, taking on uh, Utah tonight, getting ready to go on that Mardi Gras road trip uh, again uh, starting uh, this weekend. Uh, the trade deadline is, fe- is February the 8th. There's been a lot of talk about maybe the Pels being aggressive, uh, maybe looking for somebody like a Jared Allen out of um, out of Cleveland, maybe a Wendell Carter out of uh, out of Orlando. Uh, again, trying to look for maybe again an athletic big. Do you think they ought to stand pat, or do you think they need to be aggressive at, at this trading deadline? Well, it's like we discussed today on the on the show. Um, I wouldn't be against if because right now when I look at this team. I, I look. They're comfortably in the playoff picture. They're comfortably in that five to seven, five to eight range in terms of playoff slash play-in type team. So when I watch this team, I ask myself, okay, not just are they going to be able to make the playoffs? I think that's that they can, that can happen as is. How many teams can they win? Can they beat in a series? And I think there's only a few as currently constructed. And I'm not even sure which, with based off seating, they would ever even get to playing those types of teams that they could certainly beat. So if you're the Pelicans and you want to make the jump to contender status this year, I say yes, you have to do it because, you know, uh, I just don't think as they're currently constructed, uh, I think they'll be fine in the regular season, but in the postseason in a series when things get constricted, I just I don't know if they're quite good enough uh, at their absolute best to win a series deep into the postseason. Now, if you think you can uh, one player away and can do that, I say make the move now. Now, if you want to be a little more patient and go into next season, then maybe you stand pat. But I wouldn't be against the idea of making an aggressive move to get that athletic big and possibly get your team ready for a postseason run. Not just making the postseason, but making a postseason run. And I'll ask you this question. If that entailed maybe having to move a Trey Murphy or a Jordan Hawkins or a Herb Jones or a Dyson Daniel to make that that, that um trade work would you be willing to about to part with one of those young stars that are coming up uh, i wouldn't do herb jones i just think he's a very unique player i think he's a very unique skill set it's a skill set that not many players have thrive in and embrace the way he does so it wouldn't be herb jones for me um you know trey murphy we talked about on your show earlier i i i would be okay with that i really would uh, if that were part of a, of a group or that part of a package to uh, if that meant getting a, a player that could help make a postseason run, because I think what Trey gives you, you can somewhat offset that, and then what this new player could give you uh, could somewhat you know offset that as well, and you can give you more of a you know potential output of you know what the, the entire team is constructed as. So I I would be okay with that, um, but it's got to be the right player in return. That that that's obviously yeah. key. Yeah. Uh, Sean, uh, how are things going with Fox 8 and, and Great TV and, and, and the Pelicans so far? Again, uh, from what I understand, the ratings have been really good for the first two games, despite, again, uh, the Pel- Pelicans kind of laying an egg. Uh, but uh, Fox 8, y'all excited about about having the uh, having the Pels? Is that something that, uh, uh, that again, obviously management and, and, of course, obviously the sports department loves it, but it's, how, how things going with that? Uh, it's fantastic. They love it. Uh, everyone here has embraced it. Uh, we have Pelicans Day every time there's a uh, Pelicans game on our air, so our entire okay. office right. uh, uh, got the Pelicans gear on. Uh, not the sports office, but the, the rest of the sure. kind of the staff here. Uh, uh, next month we'll have our next game, obviously, uh, on Fox 8. Uh, hopefully we can get a, a couple W's on our air. Cause the last yeah, game be nice, huh? to a couple of tough teams. But I think from a 
from a rating standpoint, from a sort of, uh, I guess, perception standpoint of uh, just the idea of, of partnering locally, I mean, the, 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 the response has been great. And I know they're pretty happy with the, uh, what the, what the results have been so far. And it's just only getting started. It's only given two games out of ten. Right. I, I, think, look, I think it's a coup. Because, again, look, I, I talked about it when I was growing up. Uh, again, the, 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 when the Jazz were on Channel 26, okay? And you could see maybe, maybe 10, 12 games of the Jazz. Uh, this would this is a great opportunity over the air to be able to reach so many other uh, other folks that are not on the Bally's app, uh, over the air terrestrial TV like terrestrial radio. We we reach so many more people than you do on in a lot of cases on the internet, and I think it's great for the Pelicans, and I, I think it's got to be great for Fox Eight as well. Absolutely, and look, it's it's a it's a familiar. It's a obviously a familiar team, and one was talking about it's a it's a familiar place to go when you watch TV here locally, Fox Eight, obviously. So it just it just it, it just makes it much more accessible. It just it it's just it, it it's just kind of woven into the community, Fox Eight. Mm-hmm. So to have a the the basketball team, you just flip it on Fox Eight, and it, there they are, as opposed to just kind of you know doing the Bally's the Bally's app or going through the you know the the guide on your TV to try to figure out yep. what channel is based on what type of cable subscription that you have. Um, it just makes it easier, and um, yes. I know. Management here loves it, and I, the response has been fantastic yeah. from the organization and obviously the community as well. Yep, I agree. Uh, I mean, long, long overdue, and hopefully this is something that can, can continue. Sean, thanks for, for your time again, as always, today on the TV show as well. Tell the folks about Fox 8, all the great programming. Uh, again, your award-winning blog your, uh, will be an award-winning podcast. Also, again, uh, how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, Sean was in Fox 8 on X. Uh, the Fox 8 Overtime Podcast. We'll have a new episode up tomorrow, so subscribe to that YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, tonight we'll have Fox 8 Overtime Show at 10.35, and then Thursday we'll have the final bet at 10.35, and then Sunday we will wrap it all up with the final play at 10.35 as well. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you as always. We'll check in with you when I get back. All right, bud. Appreciate it. There you go. Sean Mazzana, Fox 8 Sports, again, joining us uh, each and every week here on the program. All right, we'll take a quick break. We come back. We'll wrap up our number one. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppelman. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign just say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. 
Southern Tire, family owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire, we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire, we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. The best ice chests in the world are made right here in Mandeville, Louisiana. And if you're a perfectionist, you need Kysik, the best engineered ice chest in the world. It's the ice chest that keeps things cold the longest. Simply go to Kysik.com and order yours today. In Louisiana, not only do we cook great crawfish, we also make the world's best ice chests. Go to KYSEK.com, that's Kysik.com, and get your ice chest today. This report is sponsored by KFC. KFC still has two for $5 chicken wraps. Now in new mac and cheese, spicy mac and cheese, and honey barbecue, along with the classic and spicy slaw wraps. It's finger licking good. All right, good afternoon. Eastbound 610 from Metairie to New Orleans East. 16 minutes and an 11-minute delay. Eastbound I-10, Elysian Fields to the high-rise, about 14 minutes and 21 minutes. Eastbound I-10 flyover to the high-rise, a 15-minute delay. Slow between Carrollton and the Claiborne flyover. And then Allen Master to Downman also seeing some stop-and-go flow in that area. Accident secondary, St. Bernard at Claiborne Avenue. Chef at Chantilly Drive, a crash. New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. If you're in the market for a generator for your home or your business, think Burkhardt. They are the experts. At Burkhardt, they offer you a new and cloud, new install quality check after one month. We say Burkhardt employee will come out and show you how to operate the system. They'll offer you financing for your generator. They'll do their best to give you a single day install. They offer you emergency service, maintenance service. They have a warehouse fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. And Generac generator is ready to be installed at your home or business right now. Burkhardt takes care of the entire process from planning to permits to inspections. They do it all. And of course, again, when it comes to their generator team, they are the best, the experts. Long before it was law and where you had to place that generator safely, Burkhart was doing it. That's right, Burkhart was doing it. They didn't have to be told to do it, they did it. And of course, right now, you get a Generac generator for less than $4 a day. It's less than a cup of coffee. Tired of your power going out? Want your power to stay on when the rest of your neighbor's power goes out? Think of Generac generator from Burkhart. They are the experts. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Generac generator from Burkhart. Again, it's available for you right now at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, generous sales and service, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Thanks to Sean Vazan for joining us in hour number one. Uh, Christopher Dotson will join us in hour number two talking Pels. That will be followed by Brian Lazar of TigerBeat.com talking LSU. All that coming up in hour number two. I'm Eric Asher. Stick around.
Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in tech. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you're unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe and the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
Hour number two of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until six. Four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM. Of course, don't forget iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere. Uh, NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. On our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on X, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, and on Threads. Our podcast for this program can be found everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, our home base. We're on all podcasting platforms. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher, and you'll find that. And don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Sean Vincent of Fox State Sports, our guest this week. That's at 1 o'clock on WLA-TV on Thursday, also on the WLA-TV YouTube channel on Thursday at 1. And then here come the rebroadcast. Set your DVR and you'll never miss the show. 6 p.m. on WLA-TV on Thursday night. 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLA-TV 2, Friday night, 9 o'clock. Pelican Sports Television statewide, 10 o'clock, WLAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at EricAsher.com. Always on our social media platforms. Uh, and always on the WLA-TV YouTube page. All right. Um, I want to thank Sean Mazan the first hour joining us on the program. Christopher Dotson will join us in five minutes from Clutch Points, talking Pels. Brian Lazar of TigerBait.com at 535. Uh, he will join us talking LSU. Uh, and um, did want to mention, uh, for those of you like myself that live in Jefferson Parish on the East Bank, um, there was a boil water advisory uh, that came up at 5 o'clock this afternoon. So um, there was a water main that broke uh, that uh, the parish was asking folks to uh, limit their water usage. They've now gone to a full-blown boil water advisory for the entire east bank of the, uh, of the parish. So um, the emergency crews are repairing the water main uh, break and hope to return to some sense of normalcy. Uh, but again, you know how that works, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody's been lived in Orleans Paris like I did, and going through so many boil water advisories, it probably won't be until tomorrow uh, when they, when they can get the test back from the from the state uh, to they'll tell if there's been any uh, uh, any any uh, contamination. So we'll see again. Again, boil your water if you're in, on the east bank of um, Jefferson Parish. I did want to say something I did not mention yesterday that was on my show sheet. Um, go, um, really good to see Governor Landry. Uh, sending 40 state troopers to New Orleans. Uh, I mean, I talked about this a couple weeks ago. This was a this was a platform uh, uh, for part of the platform of Governor Landry when he was running, and um, now it looks like that's going to come to fruition. It, it'll be called uh, uh, Troop Nola. Uh, they're going to be assisting the NOPD. Um, again, th- their duties have not been defined as of yet, but it's just going to be more than what we saw in the previous years when we had state troopers assigned to New Orleans. They're not just going to be in the quarter, again, standing on the corners. Uh, they are actually going to, going, going to be, again, involved in investigations as well. Uh, we do know that, again, the Attorney General for the state of Louisiana, in a cooperative agreement uh, that was put forth by the governor and also with the district attorney of the city of New Orleans, Jason Williams, uh, that uh, there will be cases, especially, again, violent, high-profile cases that will be turned over to the state attorney general to be able to prosecute. Um, uh, they're also, so, again, there's at least a thought process for those that, that, that have, have been um, at least involved in this that uh, Troop NOLA 
and the arrest from Troop NOLA in a lot of cases, especially violent uh, arrest, will, will probably go to the state and they may prosecute them. At least that's what it looks like. That looks like the template that they're going to be dealing with going forward. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, but again, let me tell you, 40 troopers coming to this city in any form or any capacity, whether it is patrolling the interstates, patrolling the streets uh, of the city of New Orleans for, for traffic violations, which, again, we again it's, it's the Wild Wild West now, again, with, again, the three-wheelers and people out of control, uh, you know, um, or, again, getting them in the neighborhoods, and, and letting them, again, fight violent crime, it's a win-win-win for the city of New Orleans, okay? It's a win-win-win when you got the lowest amount of, uh, of police in the history of this city, okay, on staff right now. There will also be 130 troopers that are going to be sent to New Orleans for the Mardi Gras celebration. So, again, that is something that's been tra- traditionally being done. But, again, Troop NOLA is going to be, again, part of um, – of the uh, of augmenting the NOPD and their fight against crime here in the city, so that that is really good news uh, going forward. All right, Pell's taking on Utah tonight in, in the Smoothie King Center. Uh, the trading deadline is February the eighth, as we've been discussing. And my next guest, Christopher Dotson of Clutch Points, was on this program about ten days ago, and he was the first to tell you. He told you about Kyra Lewis getting moved uh, before it happened, that he was going to be dumped in a salary dump. Uh, that happened. Uh, he also talked about Najee Marshall and, and also uh, Jonas Valanciunas expiring contracts. And that where a lot of us thought they might stand pat, that, that again, that he felt that the Pelicans were going to make some type of move because two things he talked about. A, uh, uh, that uh, Najee's going to make a lot more money than maybe the Pels were willing to pay next year. That there could be a possibility maybe a small extension with, with Jonas. But, again, right now it looks like, again, that at least the word, there are rumors out there that David Griffin is going to be very, very aggressive at the trading deadline trying to upgrade this roster. To break it down for us, he does it for clutch points. Uh, he does a great job, again, uh, covering the Pelicans. He is Christopher Dawson. Chris, welcome to the show. How you doing? Do we have Chris? Stadium for the game, but uh, other than that, doing great. Appreciate you having me good. on. Good to have you. Chris, before we get started, tell the folks how everybody can find your great written work. Yeah, just clutch points. If you click over on the Pelicans page, it's mostly all my work uh, covering the team. Four clutch points been over there for the season. And uh, if you want to go to YouTube, check out the uh, South Coast Switch podcast. It's more just basketball, talking to coaches and, and names around the league. But uh, have a little fun over there, too, as well. Good deal. And, Chris, how can folks follow you on social media? Uh, over at Twitter, Instagram, all that, just doing it, Dodson. Beautiful. Chris, again, way ahead of the curve on this, my man. I, I felt like they were going to stand pat. Again, I knew about the expiring contracts. We knew about the situation with Kyra Lewis. But, again, you were the first to bring it to the forefront. And as I mentioned as, as we were opening up this segment here, uh, you were spot on, on, again, the Kyra Lewis situation. What are you hearing about the trading deadline now about, a, about 10 days removed from our last conversation and how aggressive the Pelicans will be? And does it, that include a Najee Marshall a Jonas Valanciunas, or do I dare say a Herb Jones, a Dyson Daniels, or a Trey Murphy in, in a deal to maybe upgrade this roster? Give me your thoughts. Well, yeah, we've heard uh, Herb Jones, you know, back and forth reports now the last couple of days on he was being shopped that they were listening to offers. And I think that really comes down to the kind of player you get. Herb's going to be in the conversation. It, look at the team tonight. I like Kelly Olenek and Laurie Markkinen. Uh, but if you get Laurie, it's going to cost you Herb. Kelly, you can keep Herb out of that deal. And, you know, that's just a certain level of player. Obviously, if you get an all-star back, you, you have to listen to that sort of offer. But, uh, yeah, Kyra, like I said, 
10 days ago. They were going to be at least pay to get him off the books as quick as possible so that they at least got that business out of the way and they can move forward into this deadline with uh, more of those, you know, looking forward priorities instead of just financial priorities to build this team up so it's a playoff contender. But they're out there. They're looking for a big man. They're looking for shooting. And I think, again, you're going to see it tonight. I think Kelly Olenek's one of those names that Griff's going to walk over to their executives and mention, hey, what, what would you want, you know, for Kelly? And then that's a good that's a good starting point for improving this roster, getting down the stretch. Um, I want to talk about the Herb Jones thing because uh, Matt Miller reported that last week. I, I kind of laughed it off. Uh, I mean, you know, Herb Jones has kind of got uh, twelve million dollars this year, twelve million, twelve nine next year, thirteen point nine the following year, fourteen point nine the year after that. For what he does for this team, uh, that is a nominal uh, again contract in NBA standards. Uh, obviously, very movable contract, but why would you want to move him if you're the Pels? Right. You, you don't want to move him, but if you have to move him to get an all-star, that's just the price of doing business. In so the you're league. saying you know, an all-star is the only way you're going to move him? That's pretty much the only reason you'd move him. If, other than that, why wouldn't you just offer Dyson? You know, it'll be a team, you're probably dealing with a team at that point that's going to be wanting to get younger, get some prospects that are under contract. You could just throw Dyson in the deal and say, hey, he's just as good a defender. He's still growing offensively, way younger. You can, you can finesse your way out of getting Herb you know, in, in and out of that deal by just offering Dyson. That's my understanding for most of those names you're going to hear. But you, you just mentioned Herb's contract, 12, 13 million. Right. You would be paying the same thing for a Matisse Bible <clears throat> who was in the same defensive conversations as Herb a few years ago, and you haven't heard of him since. You know, he's now in Portland just wasting away, but he's making the same money as Herb. No one would say they're the same type of player or valuable. Herb's way more valuable. So just that contract alone plus what Herb gives you on defense, that's a lot of reason to make sure that if it's not an all-star, you can't have Herb. Just set the I line. I agree with you. And I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'd, I, I'd want to pass. You know, he just means so much. I mean, there are certain guys that are, that, that are almost untouchable. And they might not be the best player on the team, but they do certain things intangibles, uh, again, that kind of make your team work. He seems to be the team leader. He seems to be the vocal guy. He seems to be, again, the guy that's the glue guy for this team. And, and that would be a big swing if you, if you would let a guy like that go. Yeah, and you talk to leadership. You could you throw Larry Nance in there. There's been calls for Larry Nance, and Larry Nance mm-hmm. has been a sort of you know deals for like Daniel Gafford. But again, Daniel Gafford might be younger, on a better deal, a little bit longer. But when you take the leadership and everything, he's Larry's meant right. to the team. Do you really want to make that like? You know, it, it seems like a lateral move, and I don't think David Griffin. He's going to be aggressive in trying to make a move that gets him better and still keeps him under the line. But I don't think there will be a lateral move made just for lateral move's sake to net, what, a couple of second rounders and get a look at somebody else with this roster. I don't think they've come this far with this team to, to make a lateral move now, not when they're finally healthy and you're going to get to see what they can do in the playoffs. I would agree. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about Jared Allen. How, I'm gonna say, how intense do you think those talks are? Do you think that's a possibility that the Pels would, would, uh, would, uh, could be able to make a deal for, for Jared Allen? It, Jared Allen's a name that's out there. The Cleveland Cavaliers are sort of on the same timeline and pathway as the Pelicans. You know, they're just now mm-hmm. starting to become one of those four or five contenders after years of just building the roster. But if you mention Jared Allen and you hear what, what's being rumored that they want, you know, the first-round picks, we have to swap a few players that was, are really valuable and critical to our core success. Right. If you're going to do that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch this one out there, and I know it's been floated a little bit. Why not 
go to Memphis and make them say no to a little bit better offer for a lot better player and get Jaron Jackson Jr. Their season's over. He's got three years left, mm-hmm. two years after, you know, for next year. They're going to have to do something with that roster, and their season's over now. They might, they're going to have to cash in on somebody eventually. Right. Why not go to them and make them say no? All right. I love Jaron Jackson Jr. Love him. Again, his dad was is a, is a native New Orleans. He went to Cohen, went to Georgetown, obviously played in the league. Um, so he's got ties back here to New Orleans. Uh, what would it take? Is that, a, is that a Herb Jones trade there? Are you trading Herb Jones within, within, the, um, uh, within the division? Or, 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 or are you trading a Trey Murphy to get, to get, a, to get a Jaron Jackson Jr.? That's where I would be drawing the line. That you can include Herb, but you can't have Trey. Trey's got all NBA potential. His shooting's just ridiculous. He's starting to put the ball on the floor. And he, he does enough on defense that it, you'll be okay, especially if you're getting Triple J back. And, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the New Orleans connections are there. Memphis is going to have to do something. I would go get in on that action early and make that call sooner rather than later before the rest of the market has time to develop around him and boost the, the price even more. Go give him an offer real quick now and make him say no. Yeah. You know, that, that would if be I, my approach if I was Griffin. And, by the way, I think his, son, his dad went to Carver, not Cohen. But uh, another, another uh, actually, Christian Clark brought this name up in one of his articles, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. out of Orlando. Your thoughts? Yeah, he's one of the top ones on my list as well. Uh, they even have Joe Ingles over at Orlando if they want to make a few moves. We all know Joe Ingles has been in the Smoothie King Center and can throw daggers. Those are two guys on the Magic roster that I have near the top of my list I'm looking at right now. And it, it, it makes sense. But, again, if they want too much in draft capital or if they're insisting on Herb, I, I just don't think that's a big enough move that you would want to pay that price and risk you know, souring the deal even more. Because whoever – Whoever replaces Herb or Jose in this roster, you know they're going to have to really build up some love with the fan base because mm-hmm. this is a fan base that loves those guys. They're homegrown. They're underdog stories. It matches the city. So it, you've got to include that in the deal. You can't make a lateral move for Wendell Carter Jr. I think that's a guy you can maybe give him Dyson, uh, Najee, you know, give him some filler. But I don't think you would include Herb in a deal for yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. Um. In, in a deal for Valanchunas, is is that draft capital? Are they taking something back in return? Is he, is he part of a bigger deal? Are they, or is it mentioned, as you mentioned last time you were on, that maybe they, 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 they stand pat and ultimately um, uh, maybe give him a smaller deal for two years? Yeah, that's always an option. They could still do the contract extension, which I, I think would be a, a nice move. And Valanchunas has never really wanted to test free agency ever. He's always signed deals. Mm-hmm. That gave him the security. Yep. He values the security over an extra couple million that's going to go to taxes anyway. Uh, so that's there. But then you get a deal for, say, Daniel Gafford up in Washington. Maybe you do some pick swaps, something like that. But unless you're getting an all-star like, like Jaron Jackson Jr., I would not be sending out too much draft capital along with Valanchunas yeah. because you're not going to get that much back, even in a Jared Allen. I just, I just don't see that working. And this team needs consistency. Trey just talked about it yesterday at practice mm-hmm. on how it took him 19 games to get back. And this team's just now 20 games into really developing chemistry as a fully healthy squad. And I, I, I would rather see where it goes than make a move that disrupts that chemistry and you have to start all over in the locker room as far as a leadership hierarchy is concerned. I'm with you. Uh, this, is a, this is a tenuous situation because – the chemistry on this team, okay, and what guys roles guys have, and now when you start changing those things out, how does that affect the overall your overall team? I did want to ask you again. 
Uh, been a lot of talk about analytics, the starting lineup. Again, not getting enough out of the starting lineup. Needs to be some changes. If you had to make a change in the starting lineup, how would you do it? Well, I'm going to go with what Willie just said at practice yesterday. He's going to start giving Zion the ball more earlier, which I think we've seen over the first 15 games they tried more. B.I. was going to be the point, and he was getting the assist numbers. Then C.J. tried it. It's Zion's turn to be the point, Zion. And once they have all that data, 20-game sample sizes of each guy trying to do it, you'll have 20 games left in the regular season to figure out how you're going to do it in the playoffs. So for the next 15 games into the All-Star break, Give Zion the ball. Let him go earn that all-star nod so he can get another one on the resume. And then he's got something to prove. Like, okay, I've knocked that out. The next step is doing it in the playoffs. And you'll have 20 games after that to either see that it works and stick with point Zion or know that, hey, we're going to have to switch it up, maybe even shop on the buyout market to get a point guard that can do five to ten minutes just to give us some some continuity uh, in the offense, something like that. But for now – Roll, roll with the plans you've got, and it's kind of how I think they've structured the season to start the season. This is always the plan, as long as they were healthy, of course. Final question for you. This is—I've I, always said that January is a defining month for this team, and I know it's again—it's—it's it, not you're not in in April and or again in March, where again you really have to start jockeying for position for the uh, for the playoffs. But this is really going to define what this team is about. This Mardi Gras road trip—how big is this for this team? I think this is a team that's starting to know how to travel well, if that makes sense to you. They know how to go on these business trips. We've seen it last road trip. And uh, them getting out of the city for Mardi Gras is probably a good thing, uh, all things considered. And then, you know, they come back home. They only have one game, and they have another four-game road trip. Then they right. come back for one game, and it's the all-star break. So it's really two two big road trips that we're going to find out. You know, the playoff medal of this team but I'm not worried about them. They've been traveling well. We just talked about the chemistry. They go out to the team dinners. You know, this is a team that likes each other, and that's a, it plays a big part in any job. You know that as well True. as anybody and everybody listening. It, it makes your job easier if you like the person you're doing it with. Ain't no doubt about that, that's for sure. Chris, thanks for your time today, my friend. Again, uh, let's tell the folks about how they can follow you on social media, the podcast, also, again, where they catch all your written work. Yeah, over on Twitter, you can follow the daily thoughts. It's just at doing it, Dodson. Uh, clutchpoints.com backslash pelicans you can find all my work on the team there and then the uh, podcast is south coast swish got it up on youtube uh, even just did an interview with howard beck and uh, uh bo estes he does the nba oh, top 10 you know the top yeah. 10 plays of the night we had him on the other day so come check Beautiful. us out and uh let us know how you feel about it thank you my friend appreciate your time as always we'll, we'll check with him with you soon thanks eric there he goes christopher dotson again uh clutch points all right, uh, don't forget about Burkhardt. Remember, you need electrical work. You can trust Burkhardt for, again, AC generators. But, again, they have electricians on staff. So they can handle all your electrical work, from a simple ceiling fan installation to upgrades to your electrical panel to installing a charger for your electric vehicle. Burkhardt does it all. Again, uh, also ask about their comprehensive home safety inspection. At Burkhardt, again, with electricians on staff, again, you could, it is a one-stop shop. From generator sales and service to electric work to, again, air conditioning heating systems, you can trust Burkhardt. Fifteen trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call for they come to your home or your business, only doing the work that's necessary. And, of course, a company that I've trusted for three decades. You can trust them as well. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. You're in trouble. You need help. Uh, AC, heating system. Uh, electrical or generator, whether, again, it's repair or replacement, think Burkhart. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, it is Mardi Gras time in the city. 
And if you are looking for a tuxedo for, again, for an upcoming uh, formal event, maybe you're planning a wedding for your son or daughter, why spend 60 to to $100 more for the one-time rental of a tuxedo? Ladies and gentlemen, keep your money in your pocket and, get, and, again, spend your money local. That's right, the local guy, New Orleans Tuxedo, since 1963. Whether it's a Mardi Gras ball, Coronation ball, school dance, or a wedding, they got you covered with all the latest styles and color combinations when it comes to a tuxedo rental. Complete classic tux, any vested tie combination, $99. Ladies and gentlemen, $99 is the cheapest price in town. Uh, local, national shop, online. You will not find, a, again, a, a, a cheaper price. And then, of course, you're getting, again, all the latest styles and color combinations. Full dress tails are $129. Ray has a lineup of suits that will knock your socks off. You're looking to go with a suit rather than, again, a tuxedo. Ray's got you covered with some great suits as well. And, of course, remember, alterations are done on site. Here's the beautiful thing about New Orleans Tuxedo. You you'll waste your time calling the other tuxedo places when somebody drops a ticket in your lap to one of these great uh, great balls or, again, uh, maybe it's uh, the Indemnity Extravaganza, the Bacchus Bash, uh, again, or some of the other other uh, 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 other balls. Uh, Ray can take care of you, literally. Have you come in, fit you, have you out the door in no time, ready to go to that ball, dressed to impress. So, ladies and gentlemen, when you're thinking formal wear, think New Orleans tuxedos. They've been doing it since 1963. 4959 West Napoleon. That's 486-5309. That's 486-5309. Uh, do as I've done for decades. Go see New Orleans Tuxedo and my good friend Ray Boudreaux. That's New Orleans Tuxedo since 1963. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. I am your host, Eric Asher. Coming up next is Brian Lazar of TigerBait.com talking LSU. Stick around. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for Life, 1061, Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Discover. Did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. All right, good afternoon. Uh, have a stalled vehicle. The left lane is blocked. Eastbound I-10 at LA-49. Eastbound I-10, Kennedy downtown, taking 53 minutes, and it's slow between West End Boulevard and the Claiborne flyover. 11 minutes westbound 610 from New Orleans East to Metairie and 23 minutes westbound I-10 Reed to the flyover westbound Crescent City connection from the I-10 split to Terry Parkway running about 23 minutes. Hayden Boulevard Downman Road a crash. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center. If your vehicle's out of warranty and you're looking for a company you can trust, go. You can trust my friends over at Southern Tire. Again, I bring my family's vehicle to Southern Tire. I trust the Piazza family with my vehicle. Uh, They've been doing it since 1972. How many shops have been around since 1972? Tony Piazza, Tony Piazza Jr., Tony's daughter Jen, Tony's wife on staff every day. And, of course, you're talking about family-owned and operated. Uh, You're talking about uh, an ASC-certified technician. Some kids have been with them for decades, okay, over at Southern Tire. Largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, okay? Wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Ladies and gentlemen, some of the top brands in the industry are on sale right now at Southern Tire. You want to find out more, go to southerntire.com. You can peruse the entire selection. Go ahead and choose, again, the tire that fits your budget, including, again, some of those top brands. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches and financing is available. Keeping your vehicle on the road, whether it's maintenance work, we need to maintain that vehicle. Again, you have an, a, a part that goes out. There's an issue. My friends at Southern Tire can take care of you. Again, I told you before, Tony Piazza made a decision 
decision a while back when he saw the way vehicles were changing, becoming more computerized, that, again, he went and got the diagnostic equipment that, that was out there and even more diagnostic equipment that you get at a dealership to make sure your vehicle stays on the road. And basically, your car is a computer on wheels now. And Tony Piazza understood that and, again, has that diagnostic equipment there for you at Southern Tire. And those ASC certified technicians that know how to operate that system as well. I trust my family's vehicle to Southern Tire. You can as well. Hey, you got damaged rims? They can repair those for you. Need a new set of rims? They got a selection that's second to none. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6. They got Saturday service for you, 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. SouthernTire.com is the website. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Apple. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Each and every weekday, 4 to 6, right here on 106.1 FM. I want to thank Christopher Dotson for joining us on the program, Talking Pels. Pels take on Utah tonight in the Smoothie King Center. And then we'll turn our attention now back to the LSU Tigers, uh, one of the best we have in the state. 
I think he does a great job uh, for uh, TigerBait.com. He can talk. He can talk basketball, football, baseball. You name it, he can do it for you. Uh, he is Brian Lazar. Brian, how are you, bud? Good, Eric. How you doing this evening? I'm doing great, Brian. Thanks. Thanks for your time today, as always. Man, so much to talk about LSU. Before we get started, tell folks about the great site and how folks can follow you on social media. Uh, www.tigerbait.com. Plenty of stuff going on right now. Uh, Mike Scarborough has all the uh, latest in recruiting, and everything's loaded up. And uh, any want to come anywhere, find out about LSU sports. That's the way to go. www.tigerbait.com. And you can follow me on Twitter or X at dldoor.com. Thank you, my friend. At I'll get to have you back on at the program. There you go. Uh, let's start with, with uh, the big game on Thursday night between the Lady Tigers and the Lady Gamecocks. Again, uh, South Carolina, 17-0, number one in the nation. Uh, the Tigers are ninth in the nation. Uh, again, they got destroyed by, by South Carolina last year on was it was uh, I think Super Bowl Sunday. This is going to be a huge game with ESPN coming in, game day, etc. cetera. Um, supposed to be a whiteout in the, in, in, the, in, in the arena. But talk about the matchup between these two teams. Well, these are two, you know, teams, two programs that, uh, you know, they're at the top right now. You know, LSU won the national championship last year in South Carolina previously. And uh, South Carolina is in a bit of a rebuilding mode this year, but that certainly hasn't affected Dawn Staley. She's put together a great program, and she just reloads. And, uh, you know, she's got a a great team, as does, you know, LSU. You can have some outstanding players out on the court. Uh, look, this will be a great atmosphere, uh, Thursday night at the PMAC. Uh, it is probably for the regular season SEC championship. Uh, you know, certainly LSU with a loss already at Auburn, they, they can't afford a second loss. So if they win Thursday night, then, you know, they run the table. South Carolina runs the table, and they would be co-champions. So it's a must-win in that situation for LSU as regards winning the Southeastern Conference title. Now, if you're looking at big picture, you're looking at the national championship, this game's not going to have any bearing on anything. You know, it's, right. uh, South Carolina is going to be a high seed. LSU is going to be a high seed. And, you know, it all depends upon how those two teams are playing when they get to March. So it's – look, LSU is – you know, I was going to say is due to beat South Carolina. Well, that's even being – you know, (laughs) that's understating the situation. You know, Dawn Staley has got 14 straight wins over LSU, and the average margin of victory in those 14 games is 16 points. So, you know – she has taken over, built a great program at South Carolina. And, uh, you know, LSU won the national championship last year but didn't play South Carolina because South Carolina got knocked out in the semis by Iowa. You know, everybody's looking forward to an LSU-South Carolina national championship game. It didn't happen last year. So uh, this they're getting together Thursday night. be a great atmosphere. Uh, look, you would think – if LSU is going to beat South Carolina, uh, it would be Thursday night. You know, LSU's got the more veteran team. I'm not saying that they're more talented, but they're more veteran. They're playing at home. Uh, they certainly have the motivation with trying to beat South Carolina. So we'll just see what happens. 
On the men's side, they lost to Texas A&M on Saturday. What are your thoughts on Matt McMahon's team? Uh, well, before the season started, I said, okay, they're going to win eight, nine conference games, which they did. They went eight and five. And I said, they're going to win four conference games. Well, they're, you know, certainly got an opportunity to top that four right now. Look, to, it's, you know, how do you build a program nowadays? Do you do what he's do, what Matt McMahon's doing is trying to do it with transfers? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think eventually you're going to have to have some guys that hang around the program for a few years. I mean, you know, look at, uh, you know, Auburn right now. They got, they're one of the better teams in the league and they got, you know, two or three guys back from last year. Right. Uh, Tennessee certainly has, has has a more veteran team. They didn't go into the transfer portal that much, though, though they did pick up one of their best players, Kid Connect, who's, you know, out of the transfer portal. Uh, you know, McMahon is in a tough situation. You, you know, if you're going to live in the transfer portal, you got to have NIL money. I don't know how much yep. NIL money LSU has for basketball. Uh, the freshman he signed – you know, he has two sophomores on the team right now that are, you know, Jalen Reed and Tyrell Ward. Both play. You know, Reed starts. Ward comes off the bench. Both play minutes. The freshman he signed this year, uh, Mike Williams, is, you know, plays a lot, starts a lot of the time. Uh, but, you know, it's difficult. Uh, I know this. It would, There was no, in the non-conference, there was Zero enthusiasm for basketball. Now they won a couple of those uh, games early in the conference schedule against uh, Texas A&M and Vanderbilt. So the last two home games, they had nice crowds. They had some enthusiasm. They beat Ole Miss. They lose to A&M. Now I'm not going to criticize them for losing to A&M because they, you know, they beat them in College Station, so they split the two games. Uh, now they got a rough stretch coming up here. They go to Georgia tomorrow night, who's, you know. The, done pretty well so far this year then they go to alabama saturday where they have very little success and i don't think they can win that game uh and then they have their open date in the middle of next week and then they come home and play uh, arkansas so look he's just got to try to get some wins get some momentum get some interest back in the program and then it's a matter of okay you know who's been his best players this year well you know Jordan Wright has certainly been the best player. He, he's out of eligibility. Will Baker starts at center. He's out of eligibility. Right. Uh, you know, Jalen Cook has been a big plus, but he's not really played that well in the, in the conference. You know, he's not shot the ball well from three, and he's turned the ball over a lot. Uh, you know, will he return for his last year of eligibility next year? I don't know. I mean, say he doesn't. Well, then there, there's three of your better players that are all going to be gone, so you're going to be back in the same situation next year. So, uh, you know, he, he, I would say McMahon just has to try to find some way to win some games to get some people excited about uh, the men's basketball program. Right, especially with, with the women, get the excitement that surrounds that, that program as well. Right, exactly, exactly. No doubt. Let's talk some football. Um, first of all, today's uh, uh, announcement that Cortez Hankton and uh, Joe Sloan will be co-coordinators. Give me your thoughts. I thought that's what was going to happen. You know, after the, you know, I thought it looked like that worked in the, in the uh, bowl game, so there's no need to do anything any differently. Uh, 
I think. I mean, did I? I read somewhere. I'm not sure if this is exactly right or not. That Sloan is the coordinator and Hankton is the co-offensive coordinator. I mean, I, I don't understand what that means. I mean, I know what it means. Joe Sloan's running the offense. Okay, Joe Sloan is calling the plays. He's going to run the offense, and and Hankton is going to have a lot of input. But you know, you know who's going to design. The game plan, well, I'm sure it'll be more than one person, but then then you're going to look at who's going to call the plays, and that's Joe Sloan. So Joe Sloan's the offensive coordinator in my mind, which, like I said, after Nussmeyer played well in the bowl game, you figured, well, that's probably what they were going to do. That's just what, uh, you know, Brian Kelly had to fix the defensive staff, so he wasn't really worried, I don't think, about fixing the offensive staff, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly, like I said, after, after things went well in the bowl game. On the defensive side, your thoughts on the additions on the defensive side uh, in terms of their staff? Uh, Baker's a good hire. I mean, he made sense. Got local connections. Been at LSU. Uh, you know, Tulane. So, made made sense. Uh, you know, Bo Davis got connections down here. Then you got guys that were with uh, uh, Baker at Missouri, who I heard from the start he wanted to bring those guys with him. So, look, I, 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 do I think Matt House is a terrible defensive coordinator? No, I don't think he's a terrible defensive coordinator. I, they, they, I don't think the two secondary coaches were very good. And then they didn't have a defensive line coach last year. You know, Jimmy Lindsay was hired to be the defensive line coach, sure. and then he got ill, so he couldn't do it. So they said, the outside linebacker coach, you're going to coach the defensive line. Well, he's not a defensive line coach, so what do you expect? You're not going to expect it. To, you know, to go smoothly. So, uh, really, they were undermanned on the defensive staff last year. And now, was House going to get criticized for it? Yes, and he did, and I'm sure people blamed him inside the building also. So, it doesn't surprise me that they went. And, and look, after the performance in the bowl game, he had to go. You know, if he had any chance right. to save his job – uh, the the defense would have had to play well against Wisconsin, who's not a great offensive team. Well, Wisconsin had, you know, what, its best offensive day of the year. So you knew he had to make a change. So uh, not going to be worse. Uh, now, personnel's got to get better. I mean, they're going into spring ball. They don't, they don't have any defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Jacoby and Gilry, who's been around here for five years, and it's just a backup. And that's it. You're done. That's it. No more. <laughs> I don't know. In, to- in talking to Mike yesterday, he had mentioned that you thought they might have to go to a 3-4, right? Uh, well, look, you put your 11-plus best players on the field. Mm-hmm. they got to figure out what they're going to do with Harold Perkins. Right. Agreed. And I'm going to tell you what, if wherever – they decide whatever they decide to do with him during spring. If he, he meaning Perkins doesn't like it, he will be in the portal right out in May and will be transferring somewhere else. I would agree with that too. Uh, now, I, I don't know. Look, you go back when Dave Aranda was the coordinator and the base was a three, three, five. And that third linebacker, was B.J. Ojolari, who sort of, you know, lined up 
linebacker, defensive end, you know, uh, they did something similar with Caleb on Chasson. We can go back even further, Arden Key. You know, they did some things like that. Now, look, here's the problem with Perkins. Perkins is not physically as big as those guys. And if you ask him sometimes to control the run game, he's not going to. I can remember Ojolari had that problem that year he did it. You know, he had to line up and take on blockers in the run game. He was just not, wasn't big enough. But, you, you know, if you're going to say, let's get our 11 best players on the field. Now, unless they go into the transfer portal and pull up some defensive linemen in May, uh, I'm, I'm just assuming they got more defensive backs than they do defensive down defensive linemen. That's that's the way I look at it, and, and that's not saying the defensive backs are that good either. But I just think you got more there than you do in, do uh, down on the down lineman. So I could certainly see them going to a three man front. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what they do and how they line up, and like in, in spring, how they're going to use Perkins because how they use Perkins is whether or not is going to tell you whether he stays or leaves. Uh, you know, the program. I would agree. Uh, you mentioned you know, being aggressive in, in the portal uh, in, in the spring. Uh, I don't think they have any choice but to be, right? Well, except the head coach doesn't want to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he's no, got to get They need talent at defensive backfield. They need talent. I think they need talent on all three well, levels they, of defense. No, I, I don't think they're worried about the, the, the secondary. I think that they're, they're are going to, unless they're horrible in the spring, I think that they're more or less decided. That's like a healthy Zy Alexander, Sage Ryan, Major Burns, uh, uh, Stamps, Toviano. You know, that's that's five guys right there. You got Gilbert, who's coming in from A and M. That's six. Uh, is is J K Johnson? Uh, D.K. Johnson, who was out all last year, is he healthy? If he's healthy, that's seven. And I just think they're going to say, we're not going into the portal there. We're just going to – we think we will be better coached in the secondary, mm-hmm. and we got guys with at least who played last year, and let's see if how, how much they develop. Now, defensive tackle, that's another issue. No, I think that they're, they will go into the portal of defensive tackle. You know, I I know people are talking about, you know, McKinley, the freshman from Acadiana. Look, I I watched him in the state championship game against Catholic High, and he was was hardly a factor that night. And like I always say, big guys like that, he's rated, he's a five-star. Well, I'm going to ask a question. How many guys has he gone against in his high school career who are going to be starters in the Southeastern Conference? Probably not too many, if any. So how do you know? You don't know. No. You don't know. That's the whole thing about recruiting. You know, Mm -hmm. I I, I laugh. These guys put, you know, you see recruiting tapes of these videos of these guys, and they look great. Well, let me know. Show me the tapes when they go against other good players. I don't want to see the tape when he goes against some team, which is 2-8, and and, you know, guy has a – 60-pound weight advantage. I don't want to see that. 
showing because they say, well, look at his quick feet. Well, wait a second. Let's see how what is his effort when he's going against someone mm-hmm. equally as talented. Then I sure. want to see how he responds. Yep. So, no doubt. Brian, thanks for the time as always, my friend. I appreciate you joining us on the program. One more time, tell the folks how folks can follow you on social media, how you can subscribe to Tiger Beat. All right, on Twitter, at BLDOR, B-L-D-O-R-E, and then www.tigerbait.com. Thank you, Brian. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again soon. Anytime. Thank you, Eric. Bye. There he goes. Uh, I think he's one of the best we have. Brian Lazar, Tiger Bait. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. He tells it like it is. All right, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. Again, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, they'll get it fixed no matter what make or model. You can call Burkhardt at any time. The phone is answered 24-7. Some of the most experienced Nate certified technicians in all the metropolitan area. And, of course, they'll get to you quickly in emergency. Do the job right. Leave your home spotless. It's just what Burkhardt does. They take your comfort seriously. That means keeping a product on hand so when your system breaks down, they get a replacement ready for you north shore south shore east bank west bank doesn't matter where you live again uh, they have you covered 15 trucks in the field 30 minute courtesy call before they come to your home of business those trucks are strategically set up all over the metropolitan area to get to you quickly it's burkhardt air conditioning heating truly a company can trust whether you're in the market for a new system or your current system needs a repair if you're not getting the the type of service you deserve why don't you call burkhardt uh, Burkhardt, a company I've trusted for 30 years. You can as well. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. 
If you're in the market for a quality used car, come visit us at Southern Tire Auto Sales. We have a large selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for every taste and budget. Every pre-owned vehicle on the lot has been carefully inspected for safety and quality. At Southern Tire Auto Sales, we'll only sell you the best used vehicles and we'll never sell you something we wouldn't buy ourselves. Financing is available. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Our pets are our loved ones and also our best friends. When they pass away, New Orleans Pet Cremation Service will handle everything for you. We offer 24-hour home removal as well as free pickup from your local veterinary hospital. Pet cremation starting as low as $199. Simply give us a call at 504-218-5554 or go to neworleanspetcremation.com. That's neworleanspetcremation.com. Celebrating life. This report is sponsored by Pfizer. As the world keeps changing, so does COVID-19. That's why this season's COVID-19 shots have been updated. They're designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn more about a COVID-19 vaccine option at SchedulecovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. All right, good afternoon. Uh, have a stalled vehicle. The left lane is blocked. Eastbound I-10 at LA-49. Eastbound I-10, Kennedy downtown, taking 53 minutes, and it's slow between West End Boulevard and the Claiborne Flyover. 11 minutes west. Westbound 610 from New Orleans East to Metairie and 23 minutes westbound I-10 Reed to the flyover. Westbound Crescent City Connection from the I-10 split to Terry Parkway running about 23 minutes. Hayden Boulevard at Downman Road, a crash. Michael Higgins, New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service, Traffic Center. All right, folks, that's it for me. I want to thank Christopher Dodson, Sean Vazan, and also Brian Lazar for joining us on the program. Rudy back in studio producing our show as always. And, of course, all the great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow that sponsors sponsor our program. Each and every one of those sponsors on our uh, website uh, at ericasher.com. Click on the icon of your favorite sponsor, and uh, it'll take you right to the website. Everything you know about those sponsors right there at ericasher.com. We appreciate your support of our sponsors and our sponsor support of our program. All right, I'm going to be out for about a week. Uh, my daughter's having her first child. We got a great lineup of a guest host that will be here. Uh, Rudy will be coordinating it all for us. Uh, Mike uh, Fazan and Scott Craig tomorrow. Ken Berthelot, the legend, will be on Thursday. On Friday, it's Les East. On next Monday, it's Jim Derry. And then Lenny Van Gilder will be next Tuesday. And it's two to be determined who will be the following Wednesday, that following Wednesday. And then, of course, we will. Um, I will be back on February the 1st with, again, another TV and radio show. So, again, you guys take care. Uh, and uh, please, uh, again, tune in, call in, and uh, check out our, our guest hosts and give them, again, all the welcoming you give me each and every day here on this program. Uh, big, 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 big uh, happy times for us here in the Asher household with our second grandchild coming. Our oldest daughter having her first child, so exciting times for us. Anyway, uh, we will see you guys in a week. And uh, until then, thank you so much for tuning into our program. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. Coming up next is Jude Young with All Access. Remember, Sean Bazan joins me on the World Winning Inside New Orleans Sports on Thursday, as usual. And uh, you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next Thursday here on the Airwaves. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog kit to the gum, that includes the mayor, and everybody on Airline Drive on the football side, they all got to go.